Learn from the biggest names in the green industry as Paul talks with Stan the Dirt Monkey. Continually learn so you become even more highly specialized so that you can then raise your price. The Pond Guy, Greg Woodstock. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it, Paul. America's lawn expert, the lawn care nut, Alan Hayne. I'm like admitting a lot of stuff here on your podcast, but I thought maybe my, my content changed too. Maybe I changed in building that business instead of building a dream. The Green Industry Podcast. It's helpful conversations with the people who know how to help you learn and grow as your company grows. And today we're going to chat with my friend, Nabor Taliaferro from Virginia. And I'm going to try to announce the name of the city in Virginia because apparently I did say it right uh, earlier in a previous episode as Naylor is going to correct me on today. You guys know Naylor Taliaferro. He is the lawn care rookie. Years ago when I started watching YouTube, he was one of the first people I started to watch. I watched B&B Lawn Care when he had you know probably less than 100 subscribers. I watched Greg Chisholm, Geek the Freak, and then Keith Kalfus would pop up and Lawn Care Rookie. It was like this small little community and I would just comment and everything because I had an overnight shift. And uh, anyway, years later, I met you know met Naylor in person and, and we became friends and uh, he's just a smart fella. And I was very strategic coming out of the gate building his lawn care company. And uh, I think he's in year six or seven now. And so he's got a lot of experience to share with us some knowledge of what he's learned along the way. So we're going to specifically today chat about how do we get the right people on the bus? How do we get the right people on our team? And thanks to today's show sponsor, the Hardscape Academy. If you want to become a professional hardscaper, check out the Hardscape Academy, their resources over there. And we're also going to hear a quick word from Mr. Producer about my new e-course. Hey guys, it's Marty from the Green Industry Podcast team. You know me best as Mr. Producer. Over the years, Paul has dropped some serious intel on how to own and operate a profitable lawn care business. He literally has hundreds of hours of pro tips available on the podcast, but we know you need to get up to speed in a hurry. Your time's valuable and working smarter makes sense, especially when there's bills to pay and a family that I know wants to spend time with you. This is why I recently encouraged Paul to create an intensive video course. Now you can get trained and equipped to build a successful business in the green industry through watching his informative, simple to understand, step-by-step instructional videos. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com, click on the e-course tab, or tap that link in the podcast description. For a limited time special price of $97, you'll learn how to launch your business, properly manage the business's finances, how to set up your equipment for efficiency, price your services correctly, marketing strategies, and so much more. We, we can't keep the price at $97, but we wanted to make it affordable to you, our podcast listeners, just to say thanks for listening to the show. Just think now of all that you're going to be able to do with the extra time you're going to have because you made the smart choice to spend $97 and have Paul walk you through what took him a decade to master. Smash the link in the show notes, start making money, and move to the head of the class. I certainly wish I would have taken my own e-course 10 years ago, taken notes, applied it. I mean, I just can't imagine how much money and time I would have saved, mistakes I would have avoided from applying these principles that now I know, but uh, it took me a good 10 years to get here. So without further ado, we're going to have our conversation with Naylor Taliaferro and what he's learned along his lawn care business journey. All, All right, right, guys, here with Naylor Talia Farrow. Did I get it right? 
You got it right, Paul. I guess, what is this, third or fourth time's the charm? Something like that. Oh, for you guys who missed my first few episodes, Naylor was in the studio and we had a bunch of bloopers because I, your name's not Naylor with an E-R, no. it's Naylor. No, exactly. Yeah, so you have to kind of pronounce it that way at first, I guess, to get used to it. But then after a while, it just fly, flows off your tongue a little better, Naylor. Naylor. You know, so, not yeah. like Talia Farrow's easy, too. I, I was, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't tell you the problems with that. My wife has the most problems because she's a female. So when people ask for her name, she'll say her name, her full name, but people think her first name is Tally or Talia uh -huh. and they think her last name is Pharaoh. So so she'll oh. say, you know, so so they'll be like, What's your last name? That is my last name, Talia Pharaoh. And they're like, Oh, Talia? No. My, my last name is Talia Farrow. My first name is Gabrielle, you know, so they think her name is Talia and then Pharaoh. So like people, you know, it's all kinds of stuff going on with that name. <laughs> yeah. Well, you are no stranger to the show, but it's a good to have you with us. A little queen cut lawn care. How's your business going, Naylor? It's going good, man. It's going good. It's, um, you know, it's, it's growing and I'm just trying to stay focused on, I have a five year, five year business plans, like from, from day one, like a lot of people from social media probably think that I was just that I, that I was going to be like a solo lawn care guy forever or whatever. There's some mixed kind of reviews when I started adding employees and starting my first crew a couple of years back and all that. Um, and, but I, that was always the plan. It's not like I was like just like a solo guy and I was like, hey, I'm going to try having a crew. I'm going to try and grow and fall on my face or whatever and go through that, like just trying to try it out. Like this was always my plan. Like from day one, yes, yes, it is peaceful being by yourself. Yes, I get to binge a ton of audio books and podcasts, you know, and that's great, you know, when you're by yourself. But it, But at some point, that only gets you so far. So like I see like the older generation that are like retiring from their full-time job, or maybe they just dialed back their lawn and landscape business and they just want to kind of finish out their life, like doing it solo or with a helper or something. That's, that's, that's all cool. But for me, I'm still young enough that I'm tr transitioned, you know, my, my life from a life of retail management of over 15 years and apply all of that and, and try and get my life back, you know, my quality of life and my sanity, quite honestly, um, and, and kind of pay my family back with spending time with them and, and all that, all the lost time and apply that to, to my lawn care business because I always loved lawns and I was that homeowner that just loved that kind of stuff and just ha had the best looking or one of the best looking yards in the block. You know, housewives would ask my wife for tips for them to give their husband and all that kind of stuff. I was that guy. I did all the research back in the day before YouTube. There was just books at Lowe's and Home Depot and, you know, a lot of trial and error buying this and buying that. And, and that's where I kind of got my green thumb and that's why I decided I want to make my own business. But I, I had a plan right from day one. I was like, all right, I want to have about two crews because, you know, there's a lot of reasons, you know, why. I and mean, we can get into that later if you want to. But, you know, th there's different reasons why I selected a, a particular plan of like two crews and so on and so on. And I broke it down into five years. Like, OK, well, what can I do in the first five years? Then what do I have to do in the second five years? And, and year five. The, you know, the first five years, year five was, okay, I want to be ready to hire employees and start my first crew, which is what I did. That was two years ago. And then last year I developed that. I had a lot of growing pains and struggles. It was really hard to find employees all around the country. We were all experiencing that. 
and I got got through that and had a decent summer and um, you know grew a little bit, but mainly had a lot of pains, you know, growing pains with not having the the right and the best staffing. But then I moved on to now to this season where I have two guys that were from last year that are still going strong and developing into the point now where you know we go through. This the time of COVID-19, you know, the first pandemic in, what, 100 years here. So it, it's affected so many things in so many ways. And one of the things it's done is a byproduct has created a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of unemployment, which is unfortunate in a lot of ways, but also fortunate in other ways. So there's a huge pool of people looking for work. So I was able to take advantage of that. A lot of guys were able to take advantage of that in my area and probably around the country and, and kind of grow your business. And, and for me and for my area, and I know a lot of areas also from social media, there's been a big surge you know people are home or were home but they still have their jobs in a lot of cases and they they don't want to necessarily mow their lawn but and they also want to get some landscaping stuff done they can't travel to go on vacation so they reinvest their money in in their house in their yard and guess what that means we're getting extremely busy tons of mulch jobs and landscaping and treating the you know let's let's get our our, our lawn looking like a lawn and grass and get rid of the weeds let's get someone to start treating it and those are all services that i offer so that was a huge surge, which w was another burst of growing pains. But I was able to, you know, keep my staffing uh, the way that I needed it to be and hire some other guys and switch some things around. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to send off the guys on their own for one day a week and then add another day a week and just go from there and start building the routes out that way so I can start working on the business more and not in the business. So that's. That's the uh, short story long of answer to your question there. But I think I encompassed a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Now, so 15 years in retail management, how much of that did you spend hiring people for the companies that you worked for? All of them. That's always been like, that's always been a thing. Like I've always been like the HR guy, like, cause I've just, I've, I've just had like a natural patience, you know, like I've just always been a patient person, a nice guy. I always get, people are always like, oh, you're so nice. You're so patient, you know, you're, you're really good at reading people and whatever. Like I was always the one that managers brought in on interviews if they had an issue or brought in, if they had to like, you know, reprimand someone, you know, write somebody up or whatever, hold someone accountable review time. You know, I was always a part of it. I, I just, just my personality, I guess, fit that mold. And people would always say that I should be an HR, but you know, I just never really found a path for that, that's just kind of a, a part of my personality that fits well with that. So I just always found good people. I, I always uh, recruiting was 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 a weakness for me. That's slightly different situation. Like I wasn't ever comfortable going out and looking for people and going into you know a store. You know, hey, I really love your service. Here's my card. Give me a call. You want to work for blankety blank company? Like that wasn't really my thing, but. Whenever I, whenever somebody came, when, when I was good at looking at applications, my thing was mm -hmm. looking at applications, sifting through them, immediately finding the good from the bad, filtering them out, finding the good ones of the bunch, then interviewing them or calling them for an interview. And nine times out of 10, the majority of the people, so I, I was so good at that part that by the time they came to the interview, like if I called you for an interview, that meant basically you should be a good candidate for us. And there was very rare a time that, you know, some people didn't fit the mold. Like, so I had already just, it was a more of a formality to interview these people. And then I would uh, most likely hire the majority of them. And usually right off the bat, I knew when I first started talking to them, if, if they were the right fit or not, because I just kind of had that intuition, I guess. So 
Um, I don't know if you're if you're you're saying asking me that because asking if that helped with hiring people for for this role for lawn care, but. Paul returns with more of today's interview right after this word from our sponsors. The HardscapeAcademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to the HardscapeAcademy.com and that link is in today's show notes. Hi, and welcome to Expo Made Simple, helpful advice for you to get the most out of the show. The rumor is spreading that there's free parking right at the show. Yep, you heard right. Parking is totally free this year. Yep, F-R-E-E, free. That means you can just drive through the Expo Center gates, park, and get to the show faster. And if you don't want to drive to the Expo Center, you may be able to catch a show shuttle right from your hotel that'll drop you off at the main entrance. That way you can sit back, relax, and check your show itinerary for the day on the Go Expo app. Just go to GIE-Expo.com to see if your hotel is on the shuttle list. Wow, free parking or a front door drop-off. Now, not only do you save money, but you'll save time too. Register today at GIE-Expo.com and be on the lookout for more tips from Expo Made Simple. Free 99 on that parking this year, GIE 2020, October 21 through 23rd. Get 50% off your registration with the promo code Paul. We're going to chat later on in the summer with Naylor about his big event, the uh, GIE rally. And uh, he's got a panel coming up this year. It's going to be a live Q&A panel. <laughs> oh, I laughed. Just so many fun memories last year. We had our inaugural <laughs> panel last year. Oh, it was, there's a lot of funny things that happened. The more I think about it, the more funnier it gets. But without further ado, Marty, take this. Turn my mic off. Turn my mic off. Back to my interview with Taylor. Here we go. Right. Well, I want to segue into then in lawn care and... It, you know, hiring a real employee. I mean, you're, you're not paying these guys as subcontractors. You're paying them as real employees for, you know, Correct. clean cut lawn care. So right. how do you, you know, get the right guys? We're, I was just talking with Mitchell from uh, North Carolina the other day. And I mean, you know, you and me and, a, and our buddies in these group chats and stuff, we've talked for years. Fine. How do we find the right people? What, what's been some experience that you've learned, you know, in your business of that process and getting the right people on board? Yeah, well, I mean, I think for me, it's just been, it's been resilience, I guess. Like, I, I just haven't given up. I mean, uh, because at the end of the day, some people can just get lucky, you know, and some parts of the country, as we know, are really rough for very, uh, for a lot of things. Rough, they have rough customers, they have rough time finding employees and all that kind of stuff. So you can work in the perfect place where, you know, like, like let's smash it, you know, Matt, let's smash it over there. Like, you know, <laughs> over there in Atlanta, like that's, you know, charging tons of money to mow lawns and stuff. And he's got the prime, you know, primo customers and all that. Like, you know, if you, if you live in, are privileged enough to live in that kind of area and you've got great customers, great, you know, uh, margin on, on all of your services and because of your pricing and everything is, is, is so good. And you're able to find good employees too, then, that's that's kind of a lot of 
a lot of luck, right? Like you're just kind of at the right place, the right time. Um, so really it's just, it really just comes down to if you don't have that luck, you have to just like grind it out. You have to just find let, a let way. Let me say something. If Matt, listen, Matt's, Matt'd be furious <laughs> if we use the word luck. He would say it was intentional skill. He he lives in Sandy Springs, Georgia, which is the rich part of Georgia. You know, right. the rich neighborhood of Georgia. But he would he would be mad if we were sitting here saying luck. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't I, luck. He is, yeah. he's a shrewd no, no, no. businessman. Yeah, I'm not saying he's lucky. I'm saying his circumstances are luckier than some other. I folks see that what we you know. mean. I, I see know? what you mean. I see what if you he mean. Had, if if Lesmashit lived in you know or Indiana, where Payjack lives, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, you get where I'm going. Okay, so Lesmashit right. lives in the rich suburb of Atlanta, not the hood. Right. There you go. But I didn't. Exactly. I didn't want him to be listening. Send right. me a text. Right, luck, right, right. Luck. Yeah, yeah. Luck. No, 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 no. He definitely, he definitely had a, a lot of great strategies, and and he he got after it for that, and he's getting after it for real estate for sure. He's strategic. He's got it down pat. But what I'm saying is, he also has the environment in his favor. So. I don't have that environment in my favor. And we know Payjack and a lot of other folks <laughs> that are probably listening don't have that in their favor. So your question probably speaks to them more so than others because it's easy for like for people in the right environment to just be like, oh yeah, you just do this and you do that. And I just get this and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they don't really have anything really to say. But what I'm about to say, what I'm saying is that I just grinded it out. Like there, there was no secret sauce, no secret recipe, and there still isn't. And, I, and I'm still not complacent. Like the biggest thing I learned from last year was don't stop hiring. Like, you know, I, I'm one of those people that like, I don't like micromanaging and I don't like following up on things unnecessarily. So when something's not broken, when something's fixed, I just move on. Like if it's not broke, don't fix it. Don't give it too much more attention, move on to something else. But what happens is the wheels fall off again. You're like, dang it. You know, like you should have made sure that there was some system in place, you know, someone else keeping an, an, an eye on the, the wheels of whatever it is so that it doesn't fall apart. And I got to go backwards or take time and energy to go back on that. So because I hired people and then I was like, all right, these guys are good. Let's, let's hit it, hit it, you know, get it moving. We're good to go. And then what happens is these people leave or something happens and now you're stuck all over again trying to start from scratch because you didn't have any applications out anymore. You weren't thinking about hiring and you just kind of you just kind of turn the water off. You turn the faucet off like you, you can never turn that off. Just like when you're trying to get clients and stuff, whether you're full or not, you still you want to you know, you want to. You can slow it down to a trickle, but don't, you know, don't take it all away completely because then you might have a hard time turning it back on and it's a slower process. So I, I, I learned to not not do that. So this going into this year, I, I'm constantly updating my application, redoing it, refreshing it, putting new ones out and so on. doesn't mean that I'm hiring 50 people. It just means that I'm always on the lookout for the best person, the right person. Because one thing I did learn in my retail management days through HR and all that, a wise person once said, you can always find room for good people. So, I mean, think about it. Anyone that's worked on a team or has a team, there's always a weak link. That's just the natural order of life. Even with your clients, right? You get rid of the bottom, you know, and, and you bubble it up and, and you all that stuff. That, that That's always going to be like that. So you, you can always find room for someone better. 
you know, you, you find someone that looks really good and you're like, holy cow, I need to find a spot for this person. And you look at your team if you have one and you're like, all right, well, who's the weakest link? Let me have a conversation with them. Let me reduce their hours. You know, let's see what, what we can do. Squeeze in a new person. If they're a rock star, then you got to make some tough decisions, you know, and maybe get rid of somebody that's not a rock star so you can keep your company moving forward. But that all starts with keeping that out there always i see companies that live by this rule by always having a now hiring sign up i remember in my retail days employees would have cut hours like their hours would be reduced and they would say how come you have now hiring signs still up are we hiring but yet you can't give me hours and then you know we'd i'd have to kind of give them you know a reality check for one like you know you know slow your slow your roll but two we're always looking for good people, you know, like whether we have the hours right now or not, we can find hours. And before you know it, it'll be another busy time and we'll have hours. So you don't want to wait till that point is probably the ultimate thing. Back to what I was saying, don't wait for the wheels to fall off. You don't want to wait for it to get busy to then look for people. You always want to be on the lookout. So that's probably the biggest strategy that, I, that I've had is to get back to that motto that I lived by in retail is to, to make sure that I'm always looking for people um, so that I can just keep my keep keep my can you know my my team fresh and strong and and I also kept the guys through the winter this past winter the two guys that I had because I was hoping that that would help me not have to start from scratch in the spring and try and hire literally from scratch and not have anyone at least I knew going into it that I had a couple of reliable guys that I could depend on if I couldn't find anyone, but I was able to find some people and one person ended up didn't work out and I let them go and another person found a full-time job and they left. So I was back down to those two guys again, which is why I was glad I had them. And then I hired another guy since then. So it, you know, it, it fluctuates. That's just the way it is. Just like customers come and go, right? They move, they unfortunately might pass away, they, the financial troubles. So that they come and go. That's why you should always be keeping that fresh and Accepting new clients if they're in the fit, fit your your business profile, the right area, right lawn, right price, and all that. It's the same thing with hiring. You have to make sure that you keep that fresh and don't wait until it's too late to now have to scramble to find people. So that's that's a whole lot of my strategy right there. And and, and it was really it was really painful and stressful a lot of times. But I mean, I, I went, you know, I have to rush from. Rush from mowing lawns, dropping guys off, or if I'm by myself, you know, go meet someone that I had an interview scheduled for at whatever time, four o'clock, five, some inconvenient time, right? I could still be mowing lawns, still be working. But guess what? If you don't stop to interview that person, you may never get out of that grind. You may never get off of that wheel. So you need to sacrifice, okay, I'm not going to get two yards done today or I'm, or whatever the deal is. I'm going to be home late for dinner this one day. But, you know, I have to sacrifice for this one day because this might change the rest of my days for the better. So I rush over there and meet at Moe's or Kroger or wherever the heck is available at the time before everything was shut down. And I meet with somebody and I have an interview, you know, if they show up, that is, I can't tell you how many times people don't even show up. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, you know, they just applied for unemployment purposes, you know, and it's ridiculous. So there's a lot of, a lot of learning curve, you know, from retail to lawn care landscaping for sure. But uh, at the end of the day, it's still people. People are people. And I know people and I've worked with people and I'm, I'm good at it. So that's that's also something that, that has helped me, just my personality. But I, I think anyone, if they just follow those simple principles of just being resilient, not giving up, just make sure you keep just keep 
putting out applications. Keep finding the time to get interviews when you think you find a good candidate for various reasons, whatever meets your 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 profile and your needs. And then until you find some, and then take a chance. Somebody might not, you know. I mean, in your gut, if it doesn't feel right, don't don't force it. If someone feels a little weird, don't don't force it. But if if you get a good gut feeling about somebody, even though maybe they. They have no experience or something like that that might freak you out. You know, take a chance. They might end up being the best employee you ever had because that's happened to me plenty of times in retail and it's happened to me recently. The high school kid that I hired last year that everyone gave me slack, stop hiring high school kids, find some real people and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, I'll take anyone that's, that will do the job. I'm not discriminating whether they're man, woman, young, old. I could care less as long as they get the job done. But right now, all I can find is the these high school kids and the one high school kid that stuck through, he's the one that's about to go start running one of my crews. He turned 18. He's an adult. He graduated high school. It's real lifetime for him. And he's, he's all about it. What happened? What would have happened if I never hired him a year ago when he was uh, 16 going on 17? What would have happened? This is why I say it's never, you should never discriminate like that. You should never rule out people on certain situations. You should never rule out kids because you think they're too young, because if you find a good one, you have them for potentially longer and they're young, they're they're usually energetic and they're gung-ho and you know, you obviously got to find a good one. They're, they're not all like that. Some of them are lazy and all that and that's what people focus on, but you got to find the good ones. So you, you got to take chances too, because what happens, you know, good things can happen when you take chances. So that's kind of everything that I have to offer people that are going through this in a nutshell. And tell me more about, you were saying strategy. What services are you currently offering and why? What, what's your strategy behind the mix of services that you offer? Because you're doing lawn maintenance in a dense area and fertilizer and weed control, correct? Right. Yeah. So I, you know, I started doing everything like probably everybody does when they first start out, you know, just trying making just, just to make money and you know what I mean? Like get your business going, get your name out there, but, and also kind of see what you might like, what you're good at or whatever. And I quickly, you know, try to refine that. Uh, I mean, when I first started, started the business also, I knew just like I knew I wanted to have employees and a couple of crews and, and, and build that up eventually to have a sustainable company that didn't rely on me doing all the work myself um, for various reasons. Just like that, I also knew that I wanted to do lawn maintenance. That's why I named my company Clean Cut Lawn Care. I mean, it's pretty basic, and I didn't realize that there was going to be so many more coming after the fact. By the time, there was like none of them. Um, and just in my area, there's a, there's a, a handful of various versions. Like They spell it with a K and all this other stuff. They're in different counties, so they're able to license the same name and blah, blah, blah. But it was all about growing into that name. You know, it's clean cut lawn care. Like it's all about lawn care, all about the grass is what I, I felt, felt like putting a slogan on my trailer, everything grass, you know, but it's, it's all about, uh, lawns for, from the get go. So I had to quickly refine that down to mowing, fertilization, weed control, obviously aerating and seeding in the fall, you know, we'll clean up the leaves during leaf season. Cause we want to keep the, 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 the grass looking good and keep the leaves off of there. And, and that's, those are the main services. I mean, we, we have done mulch, we have trimmed shrubs, you know, for people, but those kind of things come and go. They're not constant. They're not really a, a reoccurring thing that you can rely on. Like the grass is always growing. It always has to be treated. The leaves always fall. Those things don't matter. 
like whether they're what the economy is, if there's a pandemic or whatever, all those things still have to be done. People can cut back on mulch. They can let their bushes get out of control or try and hack them down themselves. You know, they can cut back on a lot of different landscaping needs. But as far as lawn maintenance, the grass doesn't care. It still needs to be taken care of. So that's another part of my philosophy. I enjoy that part where some guys can't stand mowing lawns and they love landscaping. So I refer them work in my area for landscaping work and they you know, hopefully will eventually refer me mowing work um, because they just can't, some of them can't stand it, you know, where I don't necessarily, it's not that I can't stand landscaping work. I just choose not to dedicate a whole nother crew and set up and invest in that. At least at this point, I just want to stay focused on my niche, which is lawn maintenance, which is mowing, fertilization, aerating, seeding, all that good stuff. So that's, that, that allows me to stay focused on that, get my pricing right and not take on every random job that comes my way for every little odd job thing and figure out how, how long it's going to take, how much is it going to cost and hope that I get more of those jobs and sell those jobs and buy equipment for those jobs. I've been there, done that the first couple of years and I stopped. I just wanted to stick to my niche and what I enjoy, what I can be the most profitable on because I enjoy it and because I know how to, how to do it and how to price it because of, I know how to do it and, and because I enjoy it. So it's all just, it all just comes together. And, and then, and then just doing that also helps you just quickly grow because you, you can say yes and no quickly to whatever it is, you know what I mean? And then I, I can refer other things to people. Like I used to lose business back in the day when I was just saying, uh, you know, when I would say no, but not have anyone to give them a yes. You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, Oh, do you do this, but not that? Or do you do this? And no. Oh, you know, so then they're like, all right, well, we want someone that can do kind of all of it or a little bit more. Now I, I have I have a lot of referrals that I can give people. So I'm not losing out. So I'm getting this year. I've got a, like a handful of lawn maintenance accounts, but I've given the landscaping work part to other people in the area. And they're very grateful for it. And we have a, a mutual agreement that they're not going to try and steal my, you know, maintenance part of that, you know, and, and vice versa. So. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time, Naylor. I, I'm thinking of coming up there. I'm going to try to get out here on tour and go interview some folks. And I was thinking of coming up through uh, Richmond. That's where you're at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, Midlothian, actually. But and that's a funny. That's a funny thing. You, you, I heard you on one of the podcasts try to say that name too, and you completely butchered that. I don't even remember what you said, but. Uh, uh. <laughs> Sorry, right. I'll it's just type it in. You have to give me your address. I'll type <laughs> it into the GPS. You guys got a good yeah. food, good food up there or something? Oh yeah, yeah. We got all kinds of. I mean, it's right outside of the Richmond area. I mean, it's we, what, what we, do you know? What do you know for? Brewery. Okay. Uh, yeah, we beer. There's tons of breweries around. I don't drink beer food. though. If I had like a couple beers, I'd be I'd be drunk and I'd follow. I mean. It'd yeah. be a, <laughs> Well, there's plenty. We got plenty of sweet tea for you. Sweet tea yeah, and barbecue. Yeah, but then I won't be able to sleep. I'll have too much sugar. And I just drink water. <laughs> there you go. You water got bur- and barbecue. Burger or something, right? You got, you yeah, got yeah, cheeseburgers? We got burgers. We got burgers, barbecue. We got all kinds of stuff. We got some great barbecue up here. So All right. Well, may- maybe uh, we'll do barbecue. Not there not to go. invite myself, but I'm I'm coming. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey man, if 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 you want to come, I'll, you can come right on over, man. All right, well, you we'll, just let me know. Yeah, well, we'll talk we'll talk off air, but it's looking like it's going to happen. So we'll uh, we'll head up there to Lithonia. 
<laughs> oh, that's what that's what you said. It's not Lithonia. It's Midlothian. Oh, Midlothian. <laughs> Midlothian, oh, Lithonia. I'll I'll oh, be in Virginia. I'll call yeah. you from you'll Virginia. You'll be in the Richmond area. Just say you'll be in the Richmond area. I'll just drive to Richmond and, and call you. There you go. Meet you at that like Kroger There you go. Yeah, there <laughs> you <right>. go. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for your time, Naylor, and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Well, thank you to Naylor Taliaferro for taking the time to chat with us today. We're going to have a big announcement uh, probably next week on the show about our inaugural tour coming up. We're super excited for that, but uh, Virginia is going to be, uh, we'll just tease a little bit uh, here. Can we do that, Marty? You're shaking your head no. Well, <laughs> yeah, you edit it out. That's your job, not mine. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. He said I got to wait till next week, but uh, big news coming next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, we're going to put in the links to today's show. If you just scroll up, you'll see all the links there for the Hardscape Academy for 50% off your GIE registration. Use the promo code Paul. If you need help getting to the registration site, just click on the link there. And if you want to get my e-course, you want to study, you want to learn, you want to be trained in how to do things right, how to do things efficient, how to do things profitable in your lawn care landscaping business, check out my e-course. It's only $97. And the nuggets that you'll get will save you, make you way more than that because uh, I pour out what I learned in 10 years. And uh, I wish I had those foundations, those principles when I got started, but I didn't. I learned along the way and uh, I poured out that knowledge into that e-course. So check that out. And uh, we'll put Naylor's um, IG link up there. So definitely take a look at that description there in today's program. Thanks, Marty. Appreciate you. Thanks, Naylor. Thanks, everyone who listened. We're having so much fun. And thanks to everybody who's been sharing the show on Instagram. We certainly appreciate it when you at the Green Industry Podcast, you at Paul Jamison, you share it on your story, you share it on your feed. We definitely appreciate you sharing it with your audience that you're tuned on into the show. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. So smash the subscribe button and we'll be back soon.